Listen up, it's episode 9, it's Screen Crunch, it's a podcast, it's with me, I'm Olive, and it's with him, he's Sam. Hello. What's it to ya? <laughs> hostile. Yeah, I'm coming in hostile this week, we missed last week's episode because of the holidays. And folks, it's got me, I'm, I'm, I'm hotter than a firecracker right now. Uh, by the time this comes out, the 4th of July will be so far in the past, people will be like, what holiday? It's gonna be in, like, August. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the time I'm done editing, editing it. Um, I'm gonna come in hot this week. I got two hot takes for you. Number one hot take. Sam, have you been seeing this stuff about the, uh, also, I should say, I'm not actually mad at either of these things. (laughs) Because there are people online who are genuinely, like, very mad at being toxic about it, but I'm just kind of just... I'm, I'm, I'm doing a character. I'll, I'll, I'll stop the character because I just realized people act this way unironically. <laughs> um, have you been seeing this stuff about the cyberspace levels in Sonic Frontiers, uh, Sammy Boy? I have not. So the way Sonic Frontiers works is that there's these levels called um, cyberspace, which is basically like it's a break from the open world aspect of the game and it's basically just a traditional 3d sonic level linear um so it's kind of like it's a it makes the game seem like it's going to be a nice mix of like new and old but here is my dilemma Uh uh-oh they're using they're using too much old um they're they're doing green hill zone again for the like (laughs) (laughs) fourth game in a row it's all they have it, but here's the thing. This is why I, this bothers me so much. I I don't care when Mario goes to the the generic grassland like plain area every game, mm-hmm. or goes to the desert or whatever. And it's not about reusing assets. I don't care. Reuse assets. I love Fallout New Vegas. That game is all reused assets. <laughs> like it's like fifty percent stuff from Fallout Three. And then 50% new stuff. I actually don't know what the ratio is. I bet it's... I wonder what the ratio is. I would love to... I bet there's info on that online. Someone but definitely knows. It's not It's not about the assets themselves. It's the fact that Sonic, to me, one of his... One of this series' uh, key characteristics, and something that made it better than Mario, is that in each game you'd go on an adventure that takes you to new places. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember... You, you ever play Sonic 1? Yeah. So you remember the second level Marble Zone? Uh, yeah. Marble Zone is why I am the person I am today. Whoa, that's a bold claim. <laughs> because when I was a child, playing Sonic 1 on my um, on my Mima's Genesis in her basement... She was a big gamer. She was a giant gamer. She loved the <laughs> Sega Genesis. Um, she's actually going to Evo this year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she's a Skullgirls pro. (laughs) Good luck to her. (laughs) 
I, that, that, that joke was me quickly going through my head and being like, what's the weirdest game for a grandma to be really good at? <laughs> um, anyway, so Marble Zone is the second level of Sonic 1. And because I was a baby and I was bad at video games, getting to Marble Zone was very difficult. Uh, just getting through Green Hill Zone, which is funny, because I, I can get through all three acts of Green Hill Zone now as an adult in, like, three minutes. But as a child, it took me, like, an hour, and I died a billion times. <laughs> but Marble Zone was the reward, because Marble Zone was such a weird-looking place that it instantly captured my imagination, and I was like, oh, Sonic. I love Sonic. Sonic can go anywhere. And, because Marble Zone is, like, this Greek, ancient Greek city or whatever, that is on fire and full of lava. I wonder if it's supposed to be, like, Pompeii, now that I'm describing it out loud. Mm -hmm. But it was such a weird sight to me. It's purple, it's green, it's blue, it's red because of the lava, it's so evocative, it's so interesting, it, it captures the imagination. And the Sonic games have continued to do that throughout the years. But once when they hit Sonic Generations, even the bad Sonic games would do this. Sonic and the Secret Rings has a very good level where, um, I mean, the level itself probably isn't good, but I remember thinking the theme was good. There was a lot of good themes in that game, actually. There was a level where you ran through a jungle and there was a there was dinosaurs in it and there was a T-Rex trying to chase you. There's a level on a pirate ship and you jump into a cannon and you like skateboard off a giant like bullet coming out it's awesome what more could you want um but then sonic generations came out which was one of my favorite games of all time but it is a collection of all the older levels like uh remade to be 3d and 2d and since then sonic team has seemed to be like uh, there's been this weird amount of not like they're not like like it goes beyond like appreciating the past because there are levels like green hill zone in almost every sonic game but now it yeah. just is green hill zone it's just a copy machine and just copying it doesn't recreate what was so interesting and nice about the original in the same way that like Angel Island Zone in Sonic 3 and Knuckles does. Or Neo Green Hill Zone. I think it's called Neo Green Hill Zone. Or maybe it's like called like I don't I don't remember what it's called. Whatever it's called in Sonic Advance. Because mm -hmm. like you end you end the stage on like the, the 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 whatever the bridge in San Francisco is called. I can't remember. Um <laughs> The big red one. I'm very smart. This is this will be the thing I don't know for this week's episode. I, I my streak <laughs> continues. But, um, uh. and it's not just, and I should say, for Sonic Frontiers, they're not just reusing Green Hill Zone, they're apparently also reusing, uh, Chemical Plant Zone, which they also reused. Oh, really? From Sonic Generations, uh, and also apparently Sky Sanctuary Zone, also from Generations, and I think there was a, a fourth one that they were reusing. And wow. they did this in Sonic, uh, Sonic Forces, too. They had, they had Green Hill Zone... They had, um, they had, like, Chemical Plant Zone, but it was slightly different. I think it was, like, during the winter time. Um, they had the Death Egg, which, like I said about the reused assets, was completely new assets because we've never had the Death Egg in 
a 3D game before in this way. But the problem to me is that it makes the universe smaller. It makes it so... And, and also in Sonic uh, Forces, they're, like, mentioning levels that were in older games that don't appear in the game. They're like, oh, yeah, there were these robots spotted in Seaside Hill. And I'm just like... Mm. You're making the world smaller, and this is my olive complaint of the day, that something that I think made Sonic the best platformer franchise has been has been lost. Has been I lost. get that. It's like Star Wars going back to Tatooine in every single oh, yeah. iteration. <laughs> like, there's so much out there, but they keep picking from the same, just like, few things that they know people like. Um, I, yeah, and I don't exactly. think people just like Green Hill Zone for the checkerboard aesthetic, right? There's, there, yeah, exactly. That's not what they're they're capturing there. Uh, it makes me very sad. Like, like genuinely, I don't like the direction that the Sonic games have been going. Um, like, Sonic Adventure, like it it, it 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 had a lot of the same locations, quote unquote, from Sonic Three and Knuckles. Because, like, there was Angel Island and Ice Cap mm-hmm. Zone, um, stuff like that. But there's also, like, Windy Windy Valley and, um... <laughs> Why can I suddenly not remember any of these levels? I played them a thousand times. The, <laughs> the Highway one and the Beach one. I'm so embarrassed yeah. I don't remember. Pumpkin this. Hill. Coast. Pumpkin Hill. That's in Adventure 2. Adventure 2 is great because it has no repeats at all. It's all new stuff, like... You go to you you go to Egypt. You yeah. go to San Francisco. You go and, to space. <laughs> yeah, um, and Sonic Unleashed had a really great. What I liked is that Sonic Unleashed had a great level theme where it was all real life cities as levels. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that it was consistent. Sonic Colors was all different parts of like a uh, amusement park in space. Oh, um, I, I thought that colors. was interesting. Yeah, Colors is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, Col- Colors gets kind of samey in that way, in the same way that like uh, Mario Sunshine does, but I love both those games for being like consistent and having like a vibe to them, mm-hmm. so I can't really complain about them. And then just since then, it really just feels like it's been Seaside Hill, Green Hill Zone, Chemical Plant, Sky Sanctuary, in like, every spinoff over and over again, and now in Forces and in Frontiers... And obviously Sonic Mania. Um, it, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Now, I'm sorry for ranting about that for 10 minutes. So I'm going to include you on this next rant, Sam. Oh, thank you. I need to go off on Halo Infinite. Oh, no. Okay. How is this progression so bad? I decided I to log don't back know. in. I decided to log back in. Log back in the other day, play a match. Match was very fun. It was this, uh, I think it was called Attrition. It was this new game mode. Mm-hmm. Very fun game mode. Great job, team. The people who are making the game a game are doing a great job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoever's, dis- whoever's making decisions about monetization or the wrapper around the game, step into my office. <laughs> uh, I'm the principal of halo <laughs> and i'm scared of you so i'm like the, the these armor shells i needed these armor shells are such a bad idea yeah because um when halo infinite launched i got the battle pass and i got the like 
special super duper version that was like five dollars more that came with like um some battle bucks or whatever they're called credits mm-hmm. i don't know and <laughs> then i i go I, I like looked at the store for the first time and i was like oh they're selling me the color green for like a billion dollars <laughs> there's nothing that i want to buy here so eventually the thing i did buy was the silly cat ears mm-hmm. well you like, had to you had no choice yeah it was the only thing i've been playing for like i think two months at that point and it was the first thing that was even slightly interesting in the store um so i bought the cat ears but the cat ears can only be applied to like one of five armor shells and this armor shell I was like looking through it when I was trying to play. I'm like, I'm like, well, I want to use my cat ears because they're cat ears and that's funny and cute. But I don't have any, like, I have one helmet for this armor shell. I have nothing else to put on it. I have like barely any colors to choose for it. And I'm just like, why is this the way it works? Why? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, what? Yeah, the store what? items only work with, what, the Mark Six or Seven, Like, the, the Halo Infinite ones. And then last season yeah. was the, the Halo Reach armor core thing. Uh, and you couldn't use it with those. And I thought they were going to change that, but I guess they have not. Um, no, they just added a new armor core because <laughs> of yeah. Season 2. And I'm just like, great. No, this is perfect. And if you go through the armory and you, like, look at helmets, it's just, like, not available anymore. Yeah, I think the armor or the the helmets for the infinite specific core, I think those are all like DLC. I don't think there's a way to unlock those. You have to get them from the store. So they just kind of rotate. Yeah. As far as I know. (laughs) And it's just like, why is the progression system in this game making me not want to play it? yeah especially since like i personally don't like the aesthetic of this season like i have nothing to work towards it would just be like oh spend money when something i like is in the shop and like the thing is i don't need my guy to look cool i don't need for a first person game that's a crazy thing to say yes you do (laughs) (laughs) i don't need to be like they need to lavish me with gifts it's more (laughs) that um I, i i i like i just need such like I, I just need to be able to make my guy green. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just need the features that have been in every Halo game before this one. I don't know why suddenly they're missing. I uh, um, yeah, I don't know. The reach system was perfect. Level up, you get credits. Uh, the higher level you are, the more stuff you can unlock, but it costs credits that you get from playing the game. It should be as simple as that. Yeah, and then it, you know because it's free to play. If you need to, add, if you want to add like oh, you can get a special announcer or a special skin or something. Fine, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, that should I be the, the silly cat stuff. Ears. Yeah, like I bought the cat ears. It's just such a bad, like, I don't need my guy to look, because the game is so fun, I don't need my guy to look cool to have fun mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> but when I can't make my guy look like anything, it's just, and there's options in front of me, it feels like it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't need to have a birthday cake for dinner. But if you're going to have a birthday cake next to me, <laughs> and just say, Olive, you're not allowed to eat this. And I'm like, cool, is anyone going to eat it? And you're like, no. I'm just going to be like, well, you have to pay $20 to have a spoonful. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh, it's so... And you know what, I wanna, I'm want to. i going to jump topics real quick. 
uh, I know we made a topic list and we were going to fo uh, flow normally with it, but I want to go from Halo to Fall Guys because I love the way Fall Guys does it, which is just, oh, there's here's some costumes. You can buy them with, their, with our currency. You can also unlock them. You can unlock other ones with the battle pass. Yeah. And I think there's also, or uh, not a, I don't know if the crown battle pass is for everyone or if it's just for people that bought the paid battle pass. But it's like, it's so simple of just like, if you want your guy to look like this, make him look like that. And yeah, their cosmetics are, uh, I would say, a little bit pricey, but. Um, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like actual prices. I just yeah. mean like the way the it works. The system. Yeah, it makes sense. I made. Um, you know, by the time this episode comes out, this comic, uh, this Ray the Doe comic, won't be out yet. But I will. I'm going to cannibalize my own audience <laughs> by giving a sneak peek at this comic because no one listens to this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll give you a sneak peek. Where is what it? What a treat. Yeah. No, this comic is about being mentally ill. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the comic. Panel one. Ray is saying, pretty much every video game nowadays is full of limited time only junk. Second panel. Um, she's saying, they're trying to cash in on FOMO, fear of missing out. But that only works for so long. What about everyone who did miss out? Now, third panel. She's saying, those people will have... <laughs> it's a very long uh, acronym. Annoyance over the fact that we no longer have agency over when and how we consume media that was originally designed to make us relax, which now feels like a chore to even deal with. Oh. <laughs> that's my... That's, so that's a little sneak peek. You'll be seeing that on uh, July 22nd, everyone. Wow. And it perfectly sums up the Halo experience. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I feel like a, a toxic gamer complaining for 20 minutes, but I really, I just, it bothered me so much. I'm just like, why is this structured this way? This is why no one's playing Halo. Yeah, I in the beginning, I was totally fine with it because the gameplay was just so good. It still is so good. The game feels so great, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, the wrapper just makes you feel dirty for liking it. Yeah. <sighs> making it so people can't buy colors or making it so people can't just change the color of their armor i, I yeah. think i brought it up on this podcast like nine times i probably brought it up to you personally like 11 times probably probably 30 times um it it, it makes no sense it is it, it i can't believe that they got away with it yeah and may, well maybe we'll other check games back on it too. in november <laughs> <laughs> when they add a second map yeah <laughs> all right i was being a little nasty uh, i talked for way too much so sam why don't we actually skip my next segment we'll, we'll do it third we'll do your segment second um tell me about your about what you've been playing okay um so it's been two weeks since we've recorded and i've had time to play a little bit of a lot of games is what this segment should wow. be called <laughs> A little bit of a lot of games. A little bit uh, of a lot of games. Uh, so Olive, can you hit that uh, that theme song? A little bit oh, of is... a lot of games. They're not great, but I like them. Oh, this is funky. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I am still on my VR kick um, because I 
have figured out how to use the Oculus Air Link so I don't need to be wired up to my computer. Um, and playing on that when it works is so nice. Um, it just feels... Oh. What? Sorry, our, our cat food reminder is going off one second. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can hear it, but it seems really no, bad. No, I can't. There we go. Um, it feels really good when it works, and so I have been playing a lot of VR games. Um, so I have been playing Super Hot VR, which oh, is great game. really, really good. I don't know. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be good. It's Super Hot. Super Hot is great. Um, but I was just expecting it to be the first one again, and it's not. It's its own thing. Um, and it is a lot of fun and it's quite a bit of a workout um (laughs) surprisingly doing your little like matrix moves super the whole thing of super hot is um the world and the enemies and bullets and everything only move when you move it is a first person shooter in like this cool geometric style um my only complaint is that you need like a really big play area if you You are doing it yeah um i was not playing in uh a big enough space so i was missing out on taking a lot of like cover and just like moving around a lot uh it's something you need to play in like an open gym or something i (laughs) i'm not sure why you can't move in it you can move in super hot normal super hot and the second one i believe it's been a while since i played them but like you know you can just walk around um you have to actually move your body to walk in this one you can't just use yeah the, the control stick which i thought was a, a little strange um so it was maybe a bit more difficult uh than it should have been but it was really really fun um it really truly does make you feel like john wick or something um it feels really good um i have also been playing not even on steam but directly through the Oculus headset, um, Vader Immortal, which I think is an exclusive. Oh. No, no, no. I think that's also on. Uh, I think that's on PSVR too. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I, um, I could be wrong though. I'm probably wrong. Well, regardless, I am playing it directly through the Oculus, and because of that, it's. I mean, the Oculus itself, the headset, is basically just like an Android phone strapped to your face. <laughs> So it, it doesn't look very good, but it is really fun. Um, it is a Star Wars game. It's from a couple years ago. This is not particularly new, uh, where you are like a smuggler who gets dragged to Mustafar to Vader's castle. And you have like some secret force powers that he needs to unlock immortality. Um, it's broken up into three episodes. I've only done the first episode. Um but it's it's really cool being like in the Star Wars Star Wars world. Um, the writing is not great, but that I've come to expect <laughs> from a lot of recent Star Wars stuff. Uh, same with the acting, but <laughs> boy howdy, is that lightsaber play really good? <laughs> this is a nasty episode. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you have consumed any Star Wars content in the last like four years i think it's just like it's part of the territory i the writing is on par with probably the weakest episodes of boba fett or mandalorian or or kenobi it's like it's campy it's cheesy um but it's i don't know it's part of the experience so it was fine i i glanced i overlooked that um combat with the lightsaber is really really good uh again you don't get to move around which is 
weird. You're stuck in, in place when you're fighting, which I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe because this is more of a like general audience Star Wars game. It would be too disorienting for people. Um, I wish that you could move around, but alas. So a lot of the, the battles are just like, stand here, block this attack, now swing. Um, it's a little linear in those parts, um, but it's really cool. And I, uh, I'm going to keep playing that. Episodes two and three are, I don't know, I'll talk about those in the future. Woo. Yeah. What else? Oh, um, one more. Well, I do have a lot of things that I've played, but I won't, I won't <laughs> take too long talking about them. Um, I dipped into Nicktoons All-Star Brawl. Oh, nice. I've also, I think I played that with you once, didn't I? You did. Um, since then, they have added uh, voice acting and items. Oh. Yeah. So that's why I opened it up. It was free with uh, PlayStation Plus for June, I believe. So if you didn't claim that, I'm sorry you missed it. Um <laughs> But yeah, I had only played once with you at your house. We played like two rounds and it, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not a big fighting game person. I'm a, I like Smash. Anything that isn't Smash, I'm like, ooh, this feels kind of weird. Um, but I, I really did notice the lack of voice acting, uh, which I know was a big complaint. Uh, now that it's in there, it is like a full-fledged Smash game. It It's good. <laughs> I, I couldn't get the controls down because I'm just, I can't unteach myself those, but um yeah it's it's good i think we should try that out again we should uh it's so funny how much like voice acting makes a difference it really does when i mean when you're freaking smacking characters and it's just like silent or you get that little hit sound (laughs) there's something kind of like nasty about that (laughs) (laughs) it's just gross (laughs) spongebob silently punching patrick i don't know (laughs) Yeah, you just need Spongebob go, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it made a world um, of difference. I will say, I could not figure out how to pick up items, so I didn't actually <laughs> use any of them. I was about to ask what items they added. Is it is, is it like, um, is it all based on like different Nicktoons, or is it like like the, the, the Sonic and Sega racing thing where all the, the items are just random things. They seemed very generic. I looked through the item list. I don't think there was anything from a specific like IP. Um, it was like, oh, burger heals you or something. You get a, a hammer. <laughs> I, I think. I, I couldn't figure out how to use them. So they are not stuck in my memory. Burger that might be wrong. Burger <laughs> Uh, it wasn't even like Krabby Patty. It was just like hamburger, I think. Um, but so, I, I would like to try so that again. I'm, I'm looking at this. This is These are all themed. Don't you know that the trash can comes from all real monsters? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Well, then, no, I did not know that. What else do we have in there? Uh, we have Sokka's Boomerang from Avatar The Last Airbender. I love this list because everyone has, like, one, and then Spongebob has, like, one, two, three, four, five, six. (laughs) He has six, (laughs) and the next highest is is two. Spongebob is just taking over. (laughs) Well, okay, see, I'm looking at these. Uh, This is just a boombox. How do I know that's Arnold's boombox? This is a log. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, see, like, this Reptar car, I could have known, but... What about Tommy's ball? Oh, yeah, of course. How could I forget Tommy's ball or explosive pie? Well, that's famous. Me and Jamie were watching the explosive pie episode the other day. 
<laughs> I would not have recognized that. Oh man, they got to um, uh, they gotta add um. Oh no, what was I gonna say? Ah, oh they gotta uh, add real monsters. Blue, they gotta add blue for blue's clues to this game. Whoa, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, were the there always DLC characters? Because Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot was in there, and I believe she was one of my picks for the WB fighting game. I don't think she was. No, is she not? Okay. No, no, she definitely wasn't. I would have corrected you. Okay. Um, maybe when we talked about this game in the past, you no, no, no. We definitely talked about her because I mentioned that she was being added to it. Mm. Um, that Rocco was being added to it. And that um, Jimmy Neutron's dad was being added, but not Jimmy Neutron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, that game is good, and I'm going to try to keep going with it. I'm going to main... Is Rocco in the game yet? Um, hard to say. There's like ten characters. I'm going <laughs> to say no. Say. <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> Shouts out to Rocco. They just added a bunch of um, Nicktoons to the game Smite. Oh, really? Yeah. God, it is so... I've talked about this on this podcast before. The fact that there are four four characters representing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's not the four turtles, (laughs) is so strange. They just got their own game. They're fine. I know. It's just so strange. (laughs) Like, especially because it's like you could have made it so, like... Leonardo is from the 2012 show, and Michelangelo is from the 1980s show, and Raphael is from the 2003 show, and Donatello is from Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, there is four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons, and four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you could have represented all four of the shows and all four of the turtles at the same time, and I think people would have thought that was really cool, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they keep adding stuff to it, though. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like that I there's think... a little community around it, and it, it's fun. I played as Garfield. Yeah, yeah. shouts out to Garfield. It's yeah, his, his voice lines are wild. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. The, the roster is pretty weird. Like, I don't like that Helga is playable, but Arnold isn't. And same with, like, Jimmy Neutron's dad, but not Jimmy Neutron. But that is, <laughs> that's the part of my brain that gets really bothered by... Um, weird rosters as i mentioned yeah. as i've mentioned on a previous episode I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler for rosters being organized <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that no we, we should play that game again yeah it's silly it, it's it's it i wouldn't call it bad at, at worst it's kind no, of no it's it's not bad yeah it is definitely silly um i had fun with it and i i understand why people do like it there's a lot of Nicktoons games. I scroll down and I regret it. <laughs> Whoa, what's Nicktoons Extreme Tennis? Is that coming soon? Is that the future? Was that wow. not a Wii game? Wow. <laughs> wow. They added a... It's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an Apple Arcade game. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> Garfield's in it. My, my favorite tennis platform. The phone. <laughs> This marks the second time Garfield and the Ninja Turtles have appeared in a Nickelodeon game. Wow. That's amazing. And they're always fighting. It's crazy. 
Those two cannot be in the same place. <laughs> if counting non-Nickelodeon-related media, it is the fourth time they've crossed over, with the first two being cartoon all-stars to the rescue and a one-off comic strip in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magazine. That's Whoa. Cool. I bet that's a collector's edition. Or collector's All item. All right, Sam. What else have you been playing? Um, I have been playing um kind of a departure um from all the fun light things my i mean i guess super hot isn't super light you're shooting people in the head um but i've been playing uh resident evil village which is really good yeah um i'm like super not a horror guy um but last october uh you know it it was spooky season and so one night I started up Resident Evil 7 um, with Maddie watching because we thought it would be very fun. And I made it... Have you played 7? No, I'm a baby. I don't play horror games. Okay, yeah. So I'm the same way, except <laughs> not anymore. I'm strong now. Um, <laughs> so the beginning of 7 is like you find you find this abandoned house and you find this tape and you watch the tape and then some scary stuff happens. And that's like the first 15, 20 minutes. And I made it to the end of the tape and had to stop for several weeks and then we told my sisters um who were here to hang out one day still in october um that i had started it and they love watching me play scary games this has been like a recurring thing where i i play scary games until i just cannot because i am too much of a little wuss um and we very slowly worked our whole way through um resident evil 7 and it was really good most of it was really good (laughs) it kind of falls off the rails at the end um but i really enjoyed it so of course i had to pick up resident evil 8 um and we have been working through that i'm only like i think an hour two hours in um it's really good it is i know people said when it came out not a horror game um really i heard it was scary per se i okay so what i've heard is that there are the scariest moments in any horror game ever but they are very brief it's not like all the way throughout it is not horror horror Mm -hmm. (laughs) in full um it's mostly like an action adventure game in the first like 20 minutes they give you the shotgun which was like a big get in resident evil 7 like you get a gun immediately a pistol and then uh, you shortly after have a shotgun like a very strong one um but i think maybe this one's a lot more psychological horror i'm not very i'm not sure because i'm not uh super far in but um it's good it's really pretty it's fun to play um i'm digging this like kind of fairy tale fairy tale story um and I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to keeping going. You know, I, I, did you play the 2 remake? I did not. I bought it. Um, that is next on my list. I'm doing them out of order, but I'm going to do one remake, two remake, and then eventually three. Oh, and four's oh, coming out. Gonna... Oh, I'm going to do them all. Look at that. Wow, look at you. I was going to yeah. say, I also have the 2 remake. I was going to say you should come over and play it for me while I watch. For you. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> Yeah, that one I'm actually kind of afraid of. Although I think if I made it through seven, it'll, it'll be okay. Two's uh, one of the ones where you're being like chased the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's like most of seven, and I made it through that. I did have like <laughs> an audience, though. I think it's more fun with more people. Like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. 
so maybe that would work. Yeah, I didn't know you were a horror guy. I'm really super not. This is a very new development. The only horror game I've ever been able to play is, uh, and I I wouldn't even call this a horror game. Um, Alan Wake. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love that game. Shouts out to Alan Wake. Uh, Jamie called it mid once, and I whoa, and I leashed my fury. <laughs> I was like, "How dare you!" Come on, bring some of that Halo energy back and roast Jamie. <laughs> No, no, no. Jamie's my <laughs> best friend. He, he. Um, do you have any other games to talk about, or should I get into my segment? Um, that is kind of it for me this week. I have a couple other that I'm a couple others that I'm not very far into, so I will have to come back to those. All right, perfect. Um, I also played Super Hot VR. Great game. I hid behind my ottoman at one point on accident, and <laughs> my dog started biting me. <laughs> so immersive. <laughs> Um, so this week, everyone, I watched the movie Lightyear, which is a movie about a toy. Mm -hmm. And I said, hmm, Buzz Lightyear is my friend. Yes. Have you seen Lightyear, Sam? I have not. Okay. I loved it. Um, not a good movie, but I loved it. No? Uh, Not a good movie? (laughs) Not a good movie at all. When I left the theater, JB was so bad that we saw it. Because <laughs> JB hated it. And I was like, no, 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 JB. I got to see my friend Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um, Could have been a two hour long still image of Buzz Lightyear and you would have been happy <laughs> to see your friend. <laughs> Truly, after what they did to him in 3 and 4, this is my controversial opinion. I don't like Toy Story 3 and I don't like to- Toy Story 4. Okay. They 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 assassinated Buzz's character and it was mm. it was wrong, it was it was heinous, and um, <laughs> so just to see him on screen for a solid movie, it just <laughs> I mean it wasn't well written, but I was like at least I get to see Buzz Lightyear doing Buzz Lightyear things. Um, you know we are we're we're like a half hour into this podcast. I'm just gonna drop a a, a hot take in the middle of this and. <laughs> Anyone who would get angry at me is gone by now, okay? <laughs> the scene okay. in the SpongeBob movie where they're they're sitting on the, the, the table that's drying them out and they're crying, accepting death, is a more earned emotional moment than the moment in Toy Story 3 where they're in the trash compactor and they're all holding hands. Wow. I said what I said. Okay. That's big. You're so brave. <laughs> I am. I rewatched Toy Story 3 recently, and I'm like, this isn't a good movie. I don't like this movie. I haven't seen um, 3 since it came out, so I, anyway, I don't super remember it. So I played Toy Story, I, or I watched Lightyear in theaters, and I said, hmm, I need more Buzz Lightyear in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, great, great uh, direct-to-DVD movie and TV show. I watched the movie. And then I said, I need more. Is that the 2D one? Yes. I need to get yeah. into the mind of Buzz Lightyear. So you know what game is on the new the new the new PS Plus? Uh no. Toy Story 2 for the PS1, baby. Really? So, yeah. So I was jumping, I was shooting, I was spinning, I got into a race with RC. 
I uh, had to find Mr. Potato Head's ear. Um, <laughs> Classic. Great game. Controls terribly. <laughs> well, is that 3D? Um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a 3D game. It's like a oh, it, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a classic N64 PS1 game. I remember rented the PS the the, the Nintendo 64 version on a uh, at Blockbuster as a kid, and oh my god, it, it so so I played that. It it's so strange because it kind of holds up, but it also kind of doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. This doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look terrible. I think the problem with it is that I'm not playing the Nintendo 64 version hmm. because controlling Buzz with a D-pad is simply horrid. Oh, as they it, haven't like as it, updated it to to analog sticks. Well, well, it, well, I mean, you can use the analog stick, but it's still just gonna like be remapping. That they, they can't make it so that like pushing the stick slightly makes him like walk. Yeah. Okay. It's a, all or nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I played that for a few hours. I had a lot of fun, but I wasn't small enough, Sam. Oh my goodness! Have I to- have I told you about this thing? It's the bane of Jamie's existence that I wish I was the size of Stuart Little. So I, <laughs> um, I know ride. you're always talking about Stuart Little, but I didn't know that it was a wish of yours. Yes, it's a wish that I could be the size of Stuart Little. <laughs> Little Stuart, I want to be the size of Stuart Little so I could ride in an RC car around town. Uh, so perhaps I could ride on people's heads like Ratatouille, and um, you know I have other dreams. Um, yeah, you would, control my brain. I would like to surf uh, inside a toilet bowl on a toothbrush like the bee from B movie does. <laughs> Um, I looked it up. There is a, a Stuart Little game for the PlayStation 1. I was Whoa. too lazy to set up an emulator to play Stuart Little 2. But what I did play was related to that sentence I just said before. I played Bee Simulator. I became oh. a bee. Nice. I started that a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, you did? What? I did. How far did you get? Uh, not very. Like, 10 minutes in i was at my sister's house and i saw the streaming on on playstation plus i was like this would be funny to play for a little bit <laughs> oh i'm oh i'm so happy sam we can compare notes so how did you feel about the 10 minutes you played um hard to control yes I, that was for a, my for a game first. where you're flying around the whole time it was extremely difficult to control where you are flying around that is true but once when you get used to the controls uh, it's not like they're easy. They're they're still hard to control, but they feel hard to control in the way the bee would be hard to control. Because I'm like, I'm going way too fast. I'm about to hit this guy in the face, and I'm like, I get why bees do this now. <laughs> um, I'm not Superman. I'm a bee. Um, I probably played this for three hours. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, maybe less time. I don't know. I can't. I couldn't really tell. I played in a bunch of different sessions um eventually stop playing because i do believe that this is a game made for children hmm. in a way it, that it was Sonic strangely Mario... educational yes exactly that was the point i wanted to get uh in a way that like sonic games and mario games are made for children but they're like made for everyone mm-hmm. this feels like a game made for children to teach them about bees yeah. Because, like, everyone talks in, like, uh, the cadence they use is very, like, Steve from Blue's Clues. They're all just like, 
You're a good bee. <laughs> wow, there's a wasp in our hive. We need to get rid of him. Sam, did you get to the point in the game where uh, it was revealed that there's turn-based combat? Wow, no, I did not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so not only is there turn-based combat, there's also customization. You can make yourself any breed of bee you want. You just need to get enough, like, bee points. And uh, my bee has a cowboy hat. Oh, my God. Wow, no, I missed all that. I guess yeah, I didn't. I probably didn't finish the tutorial, to be honest. <laughs> uh, did you get to the part of the tutorial where they're like, there are different types of pollen. There's rare pollen, epic pollen. <laughs> it's just like real Legend- life. I think I did. Legendary pollen. I was just like, so the, yeah, my take on this game is if I had a child, I would let them play this game. They would probably love it. This is like mm-hmm. an educational little kids game. Very fun to be a bee for a little bit. You're a bee in a zoo, which I thought was cool. Uh, that's where your hive is. Um, mm. There's Good a bunch of, of other scale. like. There's like bee side missions you can do. Like I remember one was like getting into a race with a bee, and that was impossible. <laughs> I kept losing. <laughs> Steal this the bee, bee car, bring hard. it to the the bee ship, send it to Bee China. And once real you get good at the turn-based combat, you're really destroying the wasps. You're really just like handing it to them. I had no idea there was even combat. That's. <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah i mean calling it turn-based con- it's 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 just a qte over and over oh okay but it's turn-based you know yeah and, you, and your character hits the other character so it's turn-based combat <laughs> that's the definition i don't make the rules uh, no <laughs> right out of the dictionary yeah what what else is there to say uh you could you could have different like um streaks coming out of your bee kind of like rocket league but they all kind of just like the particle effects on each one look kind of the same so i was like oh sparkle and i'm like okay this looks the exact same as smoke (laughs) (laughs) it also looks the same as stars (laughs) so that might be a glitch or something i don't know but um yeah it might be at a cowboy hat so and that's all that matters i had no idea there was that much depth to it Perhaps I will have to go back to it. What I like is that every time you complete, like, a story mission, they, like, show a diagram of a flower and, like, a different, like, leaf on it opens up or something. I can't remember exactly what it looks like. But I like it because they're just like, this is how close you are to beating it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I have four missions left. I'm like, I'm all right. (laughs) I appreciate it, though. Like, my, my time playing this game is I'm kind of like, this game isn't for me, but I cherish my time with it. What a delight. Aww. What an earnest game. Um, did I play anything else before we jump on to Playdate games? I don't think so. I haven't been playing a lot of video games. No? Um, no Fall I've Guys? i productive. I've been writing. Oh, 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 oh. I did play a little... Um, well, I did play some Fall Guys, but... Um, yeah, we can talk about Fall Guys. What, what's your take, Sammy boy? I love Fall Guys. I missed playing Fall Guys. It's so good. I haven't played since yeah. the beginning of season two, I think, um, when mm-hmm. it was like medieval themed. And now there are so many courses that I don't know them and I'm going in fresh. <laughs> um, but also there are so many people playing on so many platforms that a lot of them are just terrible. So it's really easy <laughs> to beat them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's a bunch of children. 
Yeah, I love it. Um, it's like oh, such same. an easy game to recommend to people now to, I mean, download on Switch or whatever. Well, I guess Switch is probably the most convenient way to play um, for most people. But it's really good just jumping in a game with, with some buddies and, and playing a couple games. I love it. We got to have a gamer night one of these nights. Yeah. We should. I won, which was really exciting. I've only won like. Oh, I did too. I, I got my first W. Yeah, I think I, I got two shaking prior, my arms and around I won like, like my second the frog. game. <laughs> I got so excited to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was a period of time where my two brothers were obsessed with it, and they were playing it every day, and they would each get like three wins a day. And I couldn't get one, and I was like, "Man, these these guys are so much better at Fall Guys than me." <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, I'm excited to tell them I got my first W. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, if you play like any amount of video games and you haven't played Fall Guys, now is the time to get into it because I think they just announced they hit 50 million players in two weeks. So like, wow. there is a very high chance you'll be better than most of the people playing. <laughs> Man, I'm so I, I'm so happy for Mediatonic. What like a what a success story. Yeah, like you they love deserve to see it. it. They really do. I, I remember when I first saw Fall Guys at like E3 or whatever it is. I must have seen it during some sort of one of those press release shows or whatever the term for it is. I'm, my mm-hmm. brain's not working. <laughs> I was like, wow, this game looks perfect. I can't wait for this to come out. And it's made by the same people. I don't know if. Um, I think they also worked on that, um, like, visual novel, um, visual novel, um, uh, what is it called? Picross game. Murder by Numbers. I think they also did that. But what I knew them for before this was that they remastered and translated the, um, Hotful Boyfriend games. Which, I'll say, everyone, play Hotful Boyfriend 1 and 2. Okay, I think Good. I actually own the first one. Play it till the ending. Okay. Beat it. Get the true ending. Maybe you have to look at a guide to get to the true ending. But once when you get past the part that is all comedy, and you get to the real story, mm. you'll thank me. Great game. Okay. One of my friends loves Hotful Boyfriend, so I'm giving a Hotful Boyfriend shouts out in his honor. It's about time we talked about it. Because I, I played it with him, and for the longest time, I was like, this is the game where you date birds. That's funny. And then I played it, and I was like, wow, this game is great. It, it, it is amazing. The sequel's even better. Um, I didn't know there was a sequel. When out. did that come out? Um, I don't know. Hmm, I have no okay. idea. <laughs> um, the sequel is very good, too. Um, even more depressing and sad than the first one, somehow. <laughs> but... Shouts out to Hotful Boyfriend. Shouts out to Fall Guys. Yeah, yeah, Fall Guys is really fun. It's really fun to just... It, it lets you go down to your base state of being a stumbling little guy. Yeah, you with know, 59 it, other stumbling little dudes. It's perfect. Yeah, we, we, we came into this world as stumbling little guys. <laughs> Truly, that's what a baby is. A baby is a Fall Guys guy. And now Fall Guys is is like if you were a baby and your mom was like, Go to work. <laughs> It's like how good would you be? It's kind of like it's kind of like a game adaptation of the Boss Baby when you think about it. Yeah, people are always saying that about Fall Guys. Anyway, shouts out to Fall Guys. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Fall Guys is good. Um, let's talk about the Playdate games. We're not going to... So, uh, even though we missed a week last week, um, we're just going to talk about one week of games this week because we're coming close to the end of Season 1. And I want to cherish it. I want to... Mm, I want to enjoy the taste of these pancakes <laughs> while they're here. I don't know why, but whatever I imagine, like, uh, eating something slowly and cherishing the flavor of it, I imagine pancakes is what That's I'm That's crazy to me. In this metaphor. <laughs> why? I, I don't know. I'd go with something, like, salty and savory, not sweet and, and sticky like pancakes. But, hey, it's your metaphor. It's your brain. Okay, I'm sorry. I'd do like a a nice hot dog. I bet you like a nice hot dog. So let's talk (laughs) about Sasquatchers. Sam, tell us all about it. Okay, um, Sasquatchers, which I always have difficulty saying, um, is a top-down, turn-based strategy game, um, which is not at all what I was expecting. Uh, You are a... I guess you control a band of scientist influencers um, who go to various like national parks and woods uh, to take pictures and videos of cryptids. Um, it's a grid system uh, throughout these these couple different maps. Um, you have three people on your team, um, one of whom always has to stay. He's like the the lead influencer man, uh, Deuce something. Um, and then you can hire or um, replace the, the other two slots. You might be able to upgrade that. I'm not sure. Um, so one of the other characters is like a, a photographer. Um, one of them is a videographer. There's someone who I think does sound. And then there's a, a guy who's good at like calling these cryptids and luring them and then uh, pacifying them if needed. Um, they all have different abilities. So like the influencer guy can take selfies. Um, or shine like his phone for a flashlight because you have to reveal the cryptids so you can take pictures of them. The whole point of the game is to take pictures or videos of these woodland creatures um, so you get views, so you get likes, so you get money on your social media page. Um, You have a van that can move along the map uh, and that like resupplies you or picks you up if you get downed because the the cryptids can attack you. and it is, it's a good time. Um, I played probably four to five missions on two, I think two of the maps. Uh, I think there are th- maybe five maps and each one has a couple different quests with the quests within them. Um, it'll be like, take a picture of every cryptid here or take five pictures of the same cryptid or get X amount of views. Um, and the whole goal is just to get more money so you can unlock uh, the later parks and um, these other characters. Um, I don't know if there's much of a story really going on there. Um, the characters seem to talk a lot, but it's just like woody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like woody banter. It's like, oh, nice shot. Or I'm, you know, I was, or what did the dude say? The host, he was like, you might know me from two episodes of the canceled web series, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay, it's just that. Um, so I don't really know if there's a lot going on story-wise, but it's very fun to play. Um, I do have a bit of a problem <laughs> with... Oh, oh no. The, <laughs> no, the game is great. Um, but, like, the main core component is taking pictures of these cryptids. 
Um, so like when you are within range of one of them, um, they'll be like lit up and you have to be within a certain number of squares. Um, and you choose someone with a camera and you're like, okay, I'm going to take a picture and it drops you into first person and you use the crank on the play date to kind of pan around in this, you know, 360 world. Um, and, <laughs> <this> crank. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, it like switches to this like 3d perspective and it's, it's very cute and it looks nice. But then like the majority of the time, I don't know what was happening. I would take a picture and the game would be like, Oh, there was motion blur on that. You, there's a 60% penalty. Like you're losing out on all these views and all this money. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's random or what. I wasn't moving the crank. I wasn't moving the play date. I would hit the picture button. And it was like, oh, sorry, that picture sucked. You lose your, your turn and you lose all your money. And it was incredibly frustrating. It was most of the time I was taking the pictures. And I don't know why. You're bad at taking pictures. <laughs> That's true. But the game yeah, that, that was my biggest gripe. It's really funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game good. before next week just to know if I'm just to know that the game's gonna be like Olive, great picture. <laughs> Olive, are you single? I'm in love with you, and I'm like, thank you, video game. Uh, it was fun so though. Now, yeah, I'm excited to play it. Um, also, next week, next week is this is probably gonna be a short episode, or maybe just on time. Probably gonna end in a few minutes, but. Um, Next week is going to be jam-packed, because you know what, Sam? Hoo, hoo, ha, ha, ha. I'm doing karate chops in the air because I'm so excited. Kelowna next week. Oh. Kelowna. We'll talk about that next week. It uh, is coming out the day after we're recording this. Can't wait. Uh, I know nothing about Klonoa, but I'm excited to learn things about Klonoa. Yeah, I want that one. I want to pick that one up. Do it. It's on everything, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe I'll treat and, myself. And it seems like a nice, like, treat. A nice palate cleanser for <laughs> yeah. these last couple weeks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And now, Sam, the other game from this week is called Snack. Spelled S-N-A-K. So this is kind of hard to describe. It's kind of, imagine you're a snake. And... Every time you eat something, it's the game Snake. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it is just the game Snake from the from the cell phones that you know and remember. The one difference is that you have the ability to like jump a little bit, mm -hmm. so you can kind of like if you're about to hit your own body, you can like jump over the body, and then like keep going. And also the um, the food you have to eat is like alive, like it's like evil apples, so they can like jump on your back and start like chasing up to your head and if they get to your head you die so it's just it's snake but it's a little bit more complicated how, how, how you like snack sammy boy i really liked it um yeah love snake I, you know snake. yeah snake is hard to beat <laughs> it is a staple um snack is a zach gage game which i think is important to note um who was the creator of like really bad chess and good sudoku um the guy who oh like, really i didn't know that that's awesome yeah so his whole thing is like you know changing or twisting these traditional games on their head um so yeah snack i i really liked um snake itself you know can get a little boring and repetitive but the jumping mechanic really does change everything um 
because you can like not just jump over yourself you can jump onto yourself um so you're not limited by how long you've gotten and then when these things do start like crawling their way up your body you can like make a maze of yourself and then ride all the way from your tail back up it's it's fun um yeah also when they're riding on you you can like jump onto them and then bite them off you yeah uh, I, I can't remember if I said that or not, but yeah, it's it's really really fun. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know Zach Gage made that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I love really bad chess. That game's great. <laughs> that dude knows what he's doing. Um, I, I think I the only other thing I, with Snake is or Snack, sorry, is that there's like a couple different speeds to play at, and they all just add A's to the name, which is funny. It's like Snack and Snack <laughs> and Snack, and they just go faster and faster. But it, it's very fun. Good game. I think he also made a word game recently where it's like a, it's like, it's kind of like a spin on crossword puzzles. I think that's him. I think that, he made that. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I was playing, I played that for like a week on my iPhone and it was very fun. Shouts out to Zach Gage. He yeah. Makes good games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sound like a Miss Fred. I don't know him. Um, all right, Sammy boy. I think that's all, all we got in the tank this week, even though we had two week two weeks of buildup. Um, yeah, well, you know what? that's what happens when you play we... a lot of, or a little bit of a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, I'll come back to you next week with Klonoa. And uh, you know what the episode after that's going to be? Uh, live Alive, baby. Oh, my goodness, already? Yeah, it's gonna. Oh, and then uh, Xenoblade Three is, I think. Well, the week I'm after not that, playing I'm, that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play that one. But probably, I'll probably get it for Christmas. I can't spend a billion dollars on video games. Yeah. Beaten Xenoblade One yet? So, uh, Live Alive and Klonoa come first. So, all right, Sam, hit him with that classic sign-off. Um. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh. Don't forget to follow and like and we're on uh spotify and twitter at screen crunch pod um and, oh thank uh, you to a small bird for our theme song i keep forgetting to say that it's nothing <laughs> against a small bird i'm very sorry i listen to her music literally every day i feel so bad i keep forgetting i just i'm have, gonna tattoo uh, it on the inside of your eyelids <laughs> i have a swiss cheese brain i <laughs> truly have a I have a horrible memory. I'm sorry, a small bird. All right, Sam, finish your finish your thing. Thank you for the theme song. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to keep it funky. And that's that on that. And he clapped back with facts. And that's a wrap.